Good morning, Joe. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you, Richard. Very good. Excellent. Great to be recording another podcast with you. And uh, yeah, welcome to anyone who is listening along today. Uh, Joe and I just enjoy talking with each other about life and theology and the Bible and ministry. So yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. Mm. So Joe, what has been going on in uh, your coronavirus world this week? Well, with the restrictions easing, um, I've realized that there's something that started when restrictions came in and I'm just going to keep going even though the restrictions are easing, which is I really love walking and watching the ships come into Newcastle Harbour mm. and the tugs and I don't know why I'd never really noticed them before. I've, I've watched them, but I've really, really enjoyed these huge ships being tugged in or tugged out and watching, you know, one ship at one point was coming in and another ship was coming in and one ship had to back up and there were tugs everywhere. There are four or five tugs getting about and I'm sure it was organised, but it looked like ship chaos and it was really enjoyable to just watch and wonder how do they get the cable from the big ship to the little tug? These are all the questions I have. One day maybe I'll answer them, but I've I've really enjoyed it. I can relate to that. It is amazing seeing these things the size of a a Sydney skyscraper kind of being shoved into the this little harbour and yeah. uh, moved around. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of the times when I first moved to Newcastle and there would be 20 ships sitting on the horizon Yeah, and you'd just see them coming in and out. Now they sit much further back, I think, is why you don't see as many. But I just really enjoy watching that industry happen. So, oh, yeah. yeah. When I was yeah. here in the 90s, you could count 35 to 40 ships on the horizon. Really? Wow. And you'd go out there at night and it would be like there's a city on the out there in the ocean because the number of lights that were on, wow. uh, it was really incredible that side. Oh, that would have been. And very Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. I, uh, what I, about you? Yeah. Um, for me, I think uh, this week, last, um, the boys have gone back to school for one day a week. Wow. And uh, that was interesting. Yeah, that uh, that involves stuff like finding school bags and um, <laughs> making school lunches. I, we get our boys to make their own school lunches. Um, okay. It was the bane of our lives beforehand. But so as soon as they were old enough, they make they alternate make their own school lunches. So they had to do that and pull out all this, find the boxes and the water bottles, and so uh, and find school uniforms. And poor Andy, we didn't really have a cold weather uniform because we just oh. thought we'd you know he started year seven and we thought oh, we will get the summer stuff and then we'll worry about the winter later and then <laughs> everything shut down so <laughs> you know we're digging around trying to find old stuff of alex's or whatever to yeah he's ended up wearing <laughs> ended up wearing a jumper which is a very uncool everyone wears jackets so oh really nobody i don't know how we ended up with the school jumper i think it was a hand-me-down from someone else but he had to go in with a jumper wow. uh so um, it was good, though. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And how did they feel? Did they were they happy to be back at school when they came home at the end of the day? Or yeah, they were fine. It was weird though. So they were in there, you know, just a random classroom with ten to fifteen other people from their year, uh, all with their devices out, learning online under supervision. So, so they weren't doing lessons. No. They were just doing whatever they were doing at home, except in the building there at school. So, wow, uh, you know, I can, that's fine. I, I can see why schools trying to ease things in and so on. But um, yeah. very different school experience. 
Um, yes. But Andy did get to play handball with his friends. And Aww. so that's, happy uh, Andy. <laughs> that's a happy time. Yeah. Andy playing handball. It's uh, yeah. Good times are back. So um, oh, that's great. Yeah. That was a significant event in uh, yeah, the recent weeks. Oh, that's good. And what have you been reading in the Bible? Oh, um, I have been spending a fair bit of time in two Thessalonians at the moment, mm. chapter three lately. And that has been wonderful. Um, the Thessalonian letters, are, yeah, the beloved is they're kind of short and lots of practical stuff. But in chapter three uh, is the real push against idleness. Um, so I'll read a few verses from chapter three, verse six. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you have received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, labouring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. I mean, yeah, it goes on for a few more verses. I'll stop there. But, um, yeah, and so uh, I don't know why idleness was a big problem among the Thessalonians. Mm. Uh, It sort of features there. I think it also features in uh, chapter 1, the first book as well. But um, the uh, it's the only one theory I heard somewhere I don't know where was that maybe because people thought the return of Christ was about to happen, there was no point in working, so they just kind of stopped and spun okay. for people. But as far as I can tell, that's that's a theory. Um, maybe it's just because the Thessalonians are like all of us and they're <laughs> prone to idleness. Yeah, yeah, interesting, and it's interesting as well that. Um, as Paul talks, he's saying we worked night and day, labouring and toiling. Yeah. So it's not to be a burden. He's got this. He's saying I've been an example to you. What do you think? What do you think this idleness fits with rest? Because it's harder to get rest at the moment in COVID. I think in some ways because you're always at home or mm. you've got less of that clarity about what you're doing when you're doing it because of the change. Yeah. How does it make you think about rest, or is it not really where your mind has gone? Yeah. Well, I. Um, I think in my mind, I've, uh, idleness is, um, mucking around watching YouTube when I should be doing work here at home. Mm. And I, I was reading this at a time I was very tempted along those lines. Uh, yeah. Like even yesterday I was, uh, watching something on HBC online and you know how the YouTube puts up suggestions next to it? Oh, so dangerous. It's the worst. Yes, and I, I ended up. Ended up watching a twenty-five minute video on a on a chess game. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I had one recommendation where it was um, a TED talk about a procrastinator, mm. and I thought I really, really want to watch that. And then I thought, no, that's the exact procrast that's procrastinating <laughs> by watching about procrastination, and I do not need that. But su- it took significant willpower not to watch it. I think I suggested that video to you. I'm sorry. You might have. <laughs> I'm so tempted to go and do it in my rest time in your but yeah, rest I, time. I can see what you're saying like that um you look at your hour and you think well I didn't do really anything with with that time I wasted my time I dilly-dallied around or I potted around the house I potter around the house I kind of get up and think oh you know I could I could go do the washing up but I'm not actually going to do the washing up I'm going to maybe sit here for a little while and <laughs> waste some time or <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Read yeah. that little book for a short amount of time. Yeah. 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 I understand. 
Uh, and so that, that was in that was just what I needed um, to be, yeah, um, uh, some teaching on idleness, that this is not the way. And it's not just mm. sort of being lazy. As the passage goes on, there's um, the uh, in verse 11 saying that people are not busy. They are busy bodies and they yeah. end up being disruptive. And, and uh, so, yeah, with idleness, it's not just neutral. Like you, you so easily drift towards things that are unhelpful. Um, yeah. There's that, an old saying that the devil finds work for idle hands. Yes. Have you heard of that one? I have. It's in a TV show. Oh, really? I watched. I, it's a very familiar phrase. Yeah, anyway. Oh, Elizabeth Gaskell's North and South adaptation. It's referenced in there, I think. I can safely say I haven't watched that <laughs> TV show. <laughs> I'm missing out, Richard. A period drama. What more could you want? I. I did, have not watched any bonnet dramas of any kind. <laughs> so, well, um, I love the finish of uh, that verse 13. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what's good. Mm. Uh, I think that's a real challenge. And I love that finish because it makes me think that's right. Um, what is good is given to us by God. Keep keep serving him, knowing it doesn't save us. But, yeah, I love that verse. Yeah, it's yeah. very um, chastening and encouraging at the same time. Yeah, fantastic. So it's been great. Mm. Um, oh, and uh, so in your life, Joe, what, uh, um, uh, is there some ministry you can share with us about uh, you've been yeah. up to? Yeah, I've been discovering, um, I don't know when I discovered this, but pretty early on in the COVID lockdown, I realised I was sick of reading text messages and writing text messages mm-hmm. because I found that people's availability had really shrunk, that they weren't able to answer the phone because perhaps they had their children at home with them all day or their work hours had changed because they had their children at home with them all day and they're now working in the evening or um, if they've been working on the screen all day, they just can't fathom picking up their phone in the evening. So I found that I was not able to get face-to-face with people and not able to get on the phone to people. And I was writing text messages and they're the bane of my existence. I particularly don't enjoy writing text messages, never have. So I started making video messages instead. And I am never one to enjoy watching myself on a video. I, I've never enjoyed being on any kind of photo screen, anything. Yeah. But um, I just get my phone, put it on selfie mode, put some headphones in so the audio recording is okay, and then record a message to someone. And right. Hang on, whether- just slow down. So is this taking a video or is this using some messaging function? I'm taking a video like I would take a video of – um, a small child doing something hilarious. Yes. I'm just doing it in selfie mode and taking a video of myself. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Yep. And um, so I make a video. So perhaps I'm thinking of one of the growth group leaders I'm wanting to encourage. Um, I'll make a video, have a think about them first, often pray about something for them or think about who's in their group and consider something encouraging I might want to say about their group or someone I'm praying for, particularly in their group or someone in their family maybe, pray about those things and then I'll make a video and send that little video either. Uh, Facebook Messenger seems to send it better. Text messages have a limit on how long the video can be and it's yeah. only like a short amount of time. But usually it's about a minute and a half of a video yeah. and it's about just a word of encouragement or love, or just thinking of someone. And I've, I don't know how other people have found it, but I have found that much more meaningful as a way to show I love someone yeah. than writing a text message because I've prayed and I've thought and then I've had to express that to them in words um personal words so yeah I've really I've come to do that a bit more and I'm Mm. going to keep doing it I think so wow that is so interesting 
Um, so you haven't yet had feedback from people who've received one of your video messages? Uh, well, I think, I mean, people have said um, lovely to see your face or great to hear from you, things like that. And But I think they would, they're loving, I love our church. They are so kind and warm and I think um, I've not asked them what do you think of these videos. But, <laughs> no. but they have been very um, kind in response. And so I think the main thing I've liked about it and I suspect this is what other people enjoy is that it's just not another text to read and then to respond to. I'm not actually asking them to do anything. Often it's just occasionally there'll be a task or a something to draw their attention to in the video that I'm referring referencing. Mm. But often it's me just saying, "Hey, praying for this. Love you. Thinking of you guys. Let me know if I can support you in any way." And um, I've enjoyed that. Yeah, what a great idea. Well, I hope that continues well. And, uh, yeah, you just managed to increase and expand the number of people you are encouraging. And, Hopefully. Um, yeah, could be a new change, a cultural thing. Maybe some yeah, of our be. listeners will try out a video message. Yeah, I hope so. I've enjoyed it. Maybe other people have been video messaging for years and I'm just late on the bandwagon, Richard. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I'm not the person to ask about anything <laughs> being late on the band. <laughs> My finger is not on the pulse in any way. <laughs> We're both happily unaware of the pulse. <laughs> That's right. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. Well, we should wrap it up there. Um, yeah. I hope you have a great rest of the day and, um, yeah, look forward to uh, talking again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Richard. Bye. Bye. Bye.